So why am I doing this? I'm starting this podcast because we all have a story and finances play a part in our struggles and successes. If we can learn from the many mistakes many others have made, we can make sure that more of us are successful. Like the quote says, to increase the chances of success, we must increase our failure rate. To be honest, I failed a ton. I will bring people from all walks of life, but mostly service members. If you have a story you would like to share, do not hesitate to reach out. From the go, like and subscribe to this podcast so many others can benefit. Hey, how's it going? Today we have Captain Ronell Say from the 552nd, right? Yes, sir. 552nd Training Squadron in Tinker Air Force Base. He is an air battle manager. Uh, this is one of those jobs that I find fascinating in the Air Force. Um, he's a captain right now, and I, I, I think it's really cool, right? And I'm asking a lot about this. Um, him and I met through the Financial Enabler. We've talked a lot about finance, and uh, we've been talking for a while now, and I'm pumped to have you here to appreciate, share your story. Me. Yeah. Uh, he, just so you guys know, he's like a fitness guru. Uh, so if you're in Tinker, at least try this guy. Yeah, the dude's <laughs> stud. Um, but yeah, man, super pumped to have you. Uh, you. For, for right off the gate, Tell us a little bit to kind of correlate to the audience. Uh, what is the ABM and what, what, where has the Air Force taken you so far? Uh, you know, that's actually still a tough question to answer, even if you ask uh, some of my peers here who do this job. Yeah. Um, if you're a sports person, uh, the best way to put it is I am a defensive and offensive coordinator, uh, concurrently, depending on like what the situation is, uh, and that can apply for uh, air battles or on the ground using airplanes or even uh, naval battles also using airplanes. Uh, it really just depends on what the mission set is, but those are some of the things we train to. It sounds uh, fancy. It's it's just all part of the training. It's, it's nothing uh, insane. So. I mean, it's uh, it sounds to me, it sounds fancy when you think about it, like in what, how you said, right? Like, yeah, most people can say, uh, who is it? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Tom Brady. But yeah. most people cannot mention Tom Brady's offensive coordinators. But yeah. Tom Brady would probably not be as great without those the offensive coordinators. So that's a, yeah. a great, fascinating way to say it. With that, I almost forgot. Here's the shout-outs for this podcast, the Honor Foundation and my school. It's kind of pretty cool, the Defense Circle Web Schools. Almost forgot. Let's get back to it. Uh, so that's <laughs> a really, <laughs> really good way to, to, to tie that. And... For what I understand, you guys do it, like you said, on the ground and out of planes, also out of planes. Is yeah. there any other way that you guys do it? Uh, Yeah, we could be on ships, but that's incredibly rare, at least for right now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that is a way, another way, if you will. I'm willing to bet there's not a whole lot of AVMs in the Air Force asking to go be on a Navy ship either. No, absolutely not. <laughs> they, they hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, with that, how does that correlate to, well, I understand that JTACs are more terminal air control, like finishing right. the attack, but yeah. how does the skills correlate? Uh, since most of my audience is ground force guys, how would you right. tie it? So the JTAC, so we actually talked to JTACs. Um, so before, like they received the plane, we're, we're coordinating with them. Um, and they'll ask us like, hey, what's the status of like, you know, this A-10 uh, if you will, like when I was doing that at CENCOM, it was very common to, uh, you know, ask those questions. And then we have ties uh, with our capabilities to reach out to higher level, if you will, uh, and that we can send them back that feedback that they're asking for. Uh, so very common um, for us to work with JTACs. 
And what was the name of the the JTAC equivalency, but as a pilot? Oh, FAC A from FAC A. Yeah. So you, yeah. I'm assuming you guys do the same thing with FAC A's. Uh, we we could we could do that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Now, uh, how how does it differ from the officer side to the enlisted side in that career field, or do officers do all of the ABM work? Uh. It depends. So on the ground, at least in the Air Force side, uh, we have like, we call them WDs, which just stands for weapons directors. So those are the guys are, and gals you're probably talking to you, uh, on the radio that you're like hearing. Um, and the officer side of that, on the, again, on that ground uh, station are the ones like supervising. So you may not necessarily be talking to them, um, but they're working behind the scenes kind of deal. They're more in the supervisory overall management kind of deal. Typically, uh, in terms of the like AWACS, which is what I'm on, um, the bulk of it is uh, air battle managers like myself. However, we do have our uh, enlisted uh, force that is supporting us uh, to, to execute the mission. So, Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, and for that, did uh, how long is your school? At a, and is it a tinker? Uh, no. Well... So the initial training, it's uh, UABMT, so undergraduate air battle manager training. Uh, that's uh, held at uh, Tyndall Air Force Base in uh, Florida. Sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. And living on the beach sounds oh. like a terrible time. Um, but so when I was going through, it was about a little under a year. I think it was like 11 months or so. Uh, but there, there's you know some changes uh, to the duration of the training, just given with the our shift to our adversaries, if you will. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I know, I think last I heard it was like six months or so. Um, but, but I'm not too sure on that. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And then after that, you would either branch out to a guard station or not guard station, ground station, or, uh, you'll go to, uh, where I'm at, uh, Tinker. Okay. And where, where have you been stationed in your time in the air force? <clears throat> Uh, station, I've been Tyndall for obviously the training I just mentioned, and then Oklahoma or Tinker Air Force Base, and then uh, I was at uh, Okinawa for Kadena Air Base for about two years. Love yeah. it, Okinawa. I miss it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for all the for all the Okinawa haters, just go there, right? Because it is Mar yeah. Marines always hate on it. It's like just go. It's awesome. Yeah. I tell you, it's better than you know being stuck here in Oklahoma. See. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? When I went to Japan. I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall that they wanted me to leave yeah. Marsoc because of uh, uh, enablers at that point. We could serve five years. Some people got to stick around. And I was like, I know that I'm the guy that's been here the longest. It's the 29 Pops yeah. or Oki. And I'm like, I'd rather go to Japan than go to 29 Pops. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do this. And that absolutely. was awesome. Now, uh, in kind of tying it to that, uh, you're a captain right now. What are you... What have you, in your time, seeing it as a, I don't know how much leadership you do, what have you, what have you seen that things that have highlighted for you in the financial world with enlisted and officers? Do you see any trends? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you see, you see the stereotypes of, like, you know, your young airmen, uh, in this case, so like E1 to E3s and stuff, buy these, like, you know, nice muscle cars, you know, mm. at incredibly high interest rates, probably, Uh so that, that's a stereotype I've seen for sure. Um, yeah. Actually be done. So, yeah. What about with officers? Anything that you, any trends you've noticed? Uh, or are, are all officers fiscally sound? No, all officers <laughs> can sound. 
I will I will admit that I made a dumb lieutenant decisions uh you know <clears throat> when I was uh when I first like got to Florida you know for training. Um so my you know my parents were like, Hey, save money, but I'm I'm first generation American, so like their concept of saving money was just like they're in the savings and call it a day, that's good enough. Mm. But you know, that's not their fault because like they just you know, barely learned English, you know. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so because of that, like I didn't know either and I never really saw anything of it. Uh in terms of, you know, learning financial anything really. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until like going to Florida and like talking to like my classmates to like, you know, getting all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, I've never had money in my life. I'm gonna get I'll apply these credit cards and buy a bunch of fucking bullshit I don't need. Yeah. Um I look at the bill, it's like five K. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, and you know, eventually I paid it off, obviously, but it's just like it's something that I had to learn the hard way. Uh, yeah. You know, my parents tried to tell me, but it's like, well, I'm getting paid. I ain't, I ain't tripping, you know? Um, but I was tripping later when I had to start paying for all that stuff. So let me ask you, what's your, what's your heritage? Uh, Filipino and Chinese. Filipino. Oh, Filipino Chinese. Okay. Yeah. Now, and I've, I, obviously there's stereotypes and I, I'm asking yeah. this question because I have a friend that highlights it. He's Chinese. Okay. And, and do you see difference in how people see money in the cultures of Filipinos versus the Chinese of how they spend? Because I've heard that the Chinese, especially we even hear that they're very long-term thinkers and they yeah. are really good at saving. Is that something that was a trend in your upbringing? Um, so for mine specifically, uh, the, the goal was always to save and always try to be conservative and frugal with your money. And yeah. so in some... In some capacities, we did do that, but it was hard because for my parents, they were working, you know, in retrospect, they were working, you know, paycheck to paycheck because, well, you know, they're raising me and then I have an older sister. Uh, they're also trying to put us through college eventually. So yeah, um, they tried, but like, obviously, like you could only get paid so much, you know, if you will. And they like my dad didn't really have any educational background. He only finished middle school in the Philippines at, at most. Um, mm. And then, you know, he left, he left for America and got here when he was 18. Didn't know any English, didn't know anything. Um, of no fault of his own, obviously, but, you know, fortunately, we, you know, we made it happen or he made it happen earlier. And my mom too. Um, and then my mom, she grew up pretty well, uh, in the Philippines, she was actually pretty well off. She had a, she literally had a chauffeur take right. her to school. So complete 180 from my dad. Um, but so they tried growing up, they tried to instill like these financial lessons, but it was very broad and there was no like tool to, mm. to, to tell me how to do that. It was just like, Hey, when you get a job, so when you join the air force, save your money don't buy things you don't need. But I'm like, dude, I got this check. I never seen yeah. a check before. Like, God damn, you know? Yeah. So it was, I was trying to do that. Obviously, I didn't do it well off the gate. Um, yeah. And I had to learn on my own what saving looked like. What tools do I need to use? And even to this day, I'm still learning, you know, yeah. what what are other tools to make, you know, more and more and grow that and diversify, if you will. Yeah. So that's a, that's a actually sur not surprising. It's a, the word I'm looking for is... Um, it's fascinating to see that parents meant to save and they probably did save because they did put you through school. Yeah. But they did it at the cost of them living paycheck to paycheck. 
which is exactly. which is crazy. What school did he go to? Uh, Fresno State. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so either way, right. They, they made, they allocated the money for you to do that, which is, which right. is awesome. And I've said it here before. I always default to thinking that parents did the best they could, whether exactly. you had a silver spoon or they, they, they were, you know, they were using, um, food stamps, right. Parents did the yeah. best they could. And all we can do is try to be better, right. Uh, <clears throat> which I, clearly we know that you're doing. So that's a lot of your try upbringing. To. Yeah. I mean, try, <laughs> we, we got to do it. Right. Uh, yeah. So that was your upbringing. Now, with uh, and I want to ask if, if you're open to share what what was the kind of bullshit that you spent on that that led you to be like, oh, I'm spending, 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 or was it just the partying? Because God knows Tyndall would do that. Yeah, um, it was basically like for the most part, it was food. Actually, <laughs> we were just talking yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. we're not gonna eat. Yeah, you know, so it was food and just like uh, it was it was hot as fuck out there. Yeah. So I, and we we would go you know partying and drink on the beach like you know or day drink and stuff. So I'd buy like Yeti gear. Uh, I don't need gotcha. a ton of it, but I, but here we are. You know, now I have a ton of it. So um, those those were like things. And then other thing I don't even know probably clothes that I don't even yeah. wear anymore probably. Yeah. So yeah, um, and and that's something that that caught out my attention. I was trying to see. Because uh, obviously the audience, right? We, we come from all backgrounds, right? The military is right. a big old melting pot. Yeah, that definitely. you were trying to save, and you came to by the point that you were an officer. A lot of kids come from that. Whether you're Chinese Filipino, a Hispanic kid <clears throat> from LA, uh, yeah. or or some some white dude from you know Brownsville, Texas, right? Yeah, you yeah. come having no money or very little money to all of a sudden, wham! You have a ton of yeah. money, and it's like. We just yeah. start blasting it. So kind of to the audience is that it doesn't matter where you come from. We all deal with very similar things financially. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's what you do with it. Now, when you were in Okinawa, because I know you've been through through Sencom, you said that. Did you how does per diem work for you as air crew? Or and for that matter, do you guys get a lot of per diem or is it all since you, you do your mission and came back to Okinawa that you did yeah. never got a lot of that? Yeah, so for me specifically, and those at least on the Air Force who are stationed uh, in Kadena or in Japan in general, you don't get per diem per se if you're stationed. Like, so in this case, like I was stationed at Kadena, I did yeah. not get per diem being in Kadena. Uh, instead, I got like uh, it's, it's uh, over. It's over. Oh, man, I'm blanking out on the acronym. But it's like oh, overseas. Yes, that extra pay that we all get. But yeah, did you so, guys ever travel to other bases and get per diem for that? Oh yeah. So if we would, so like when I would go to Alaska, I would, which is pretty much every year, we would go to Alaska every year uh, from Japan, and I would get per diem for Alaska. And I think it was only, it was kind of bullshit, but they only gave us like I think it's like sixty bucks a day or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and like, maybe I'm sorry to interrupt you. Maybe I asking the no, question you're... wrong. Is on on individual missions, would you guys leave Okinawa, land somewhere, get per diem for the stay? Is that a thing? Oh, that that is a thing, but we typically don't. We try not to do that. Okay. Like, it's, it, yeah, we typically try to come back to to Kadena. Uh, so generally, something not good, whether it's weather related, like maybe there's weather over the island, so we have to go divert. Um, so like South Korea could be an option. Uh, in which case, they would get per diem. They would get the uh, you know all filed through DTS and stuff. So yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. 
that answers my question. With that, in your time in Okinawa, obviously, you know, Okinawa is very easy to spend a lot of money, but there's a lot of benefits that we're, <clears throat> I mean, most people that are in Okinawa are incredibly busy. Yeah. Did you save yeah, money in Okinawa or did you, did you live it up? Uh, I, I saved money. Yeah. I, what helped was, well, at least while I was there, the dollar was pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, and compared to the yen. So like I saved money, but also the, I would like look at a price in yen and I'm like, oh, that's like 25% off. You know what I mean? Cause I'm doing the, I'm doing the conversion in my, in my head. So, yeah. um, but overall I definitely saved money even though like, so like I'm back in Oklahoma, right? Uh, Oklahoma's relatively cheap compared to other States across the nation. Um, but I'm, I was actually saving more being in Okinawa than I was or than I am being here. Wow. Yeah. That I did not expect. Wow. That's yeah. surprising. Now, so going to that, that you, you've saved, and I always like asking this question, what are things that, besides food, clearly we already covered that, that are <laughs> yeah. non-negotiables for you that you will always spend top dollar on? <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a little weird. Well, it's not really weird, but so there's this brand called Tag Hunt Fish. <laughs> Taco uh, Fish? Tag Hunt, Tag Hunt Fish, THF. Tag, okay, yeah. And so I, I love their shorts. Uh, okay. And they always do a drop like every month or something. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll get the newsletter. I'll check it out and stuff. So I, and if you ask my girlfriend this, she'll tell you like, yeah, he's on the ball, like getting these drops. So now, should I stop using Lululemon and go to Tech Hunt Fish? Uh, if you like, uh, you know, thigh, thigh level shorts, like, yeah, I would, I would get it. Yeah. I think okay. Signs are better. Okay. You see that? Now, now we got it. Right. And obviously we're not getting paid for any of these. Unless yeah. they want to. If you guys want to get us paid for this. Yeah, if you want to hook us up, that'd be dope. <laughs> totally awesome, right? Uh, <laughs> I love that. Now, um, in, in your time traveling and the money you've made, do you feel that you've maximized deployment money, uh, your, your air crew pay, or, or do you feel that it was like, it didn't matter, you just spent it? Uh, so initially, it was like spending um, I mean, I had some, I had some student loans that I was, you know, paying, um, and like when I was a lieutenant and stuff. Um, yeah. but as I progressed through my career, there were things I kept learning, uh, for like saving strategies. So whether it was like, so like when I first got to Tyndall, um, I had no idea, at least back then it's different now, but I had no idea back then that like when you're contributing to the D to the TSP, it defaulted to the G fund. So I thought I was being smart and like, I'm you know, contributing to my retirement. Awesome. Yeah. What I didn't know was like, it went straight to the G fund and it wasn't until like, I'm like halfway through training. I think it was either when I'm like my peers or another instructor was like, dude, Hey, make sure you check that you move those funds out of the G fund and, and, you know, put it where you want it unless you want it there. And I was like, Oh damn, I didn't know that. So then mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I moved it. Um, now I think it like defaults to the life cycle fund for new service members. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is good. So, so, so you, you did, you did that change. What are you, are you open to share? What are your strategies nowadays? Like, are you allocating to a life cycle or to a, a specific no. funds? Uh, I allocate to specific funds. So CS and I, um, I'm a, I'm a lot, I think it's like over, it's like 70% or something like that off the top of my head for C. And then like, uh, twenty for uh, S, and then the rest in I. 
something like that. And um, how much do you contribute? 10%. 10%. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Now, have you seen people, are you still meeting people that are, have not moved out of the G fund? No, actually, I, I don't think I have. Okay. That's good. I think I have to hear that. Yeah. When I was going through it, I was asking other like lieutenants, like, do you guys know that? And they're like, oh shit, no. And then they did it. So it was like, all right, we're all, we're all moving it together. We're all learning together kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And so with, with the military, has the military influenced how you see money? Whether it's how you spend, how you save, and, or, yeah, let's start with that question first. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually thankful. Um, I know a lot of, like, whether they're active members right now or they're veterans, like, we're we're all going to, like, bitch and moan and complain together about, like, what the military could do better, you know, and that's always going to be a thing. But one thing I am thankful for that the just being in the military in general is, like, opportunities like this right here or like just running into classmates or instructors that had pulled me aside, uh, they were like, dude, had, you know what a, like, you know what a Roth IRA is? Like, and this was like when I was like a lieutenant again, right? And I'm like, no, what the hell is that? And I'm like, oh, dude, like you should probably open one up. Like it's for retirement. I'm like, oh, dang. Like this is probably what my mom and dad were talking about. They just didn't know, you know, or like, uh, open up, an, opening up a brokerage account. If you have, you know, other money to spare, if you're not like, already contributing to other things and maximizing, you know, yeah. uh, those avenues. So I was like, oh, damn, I didn't know you could do that. And so, you know, I did that. So, and I wouldn't have done any of those things. I wouldn't have known any of those things had I not like just encountered smarter people than me that happened to be in the military. Like, I don't know if, if I were a civilian that those helpful things would have happened to me. And you know? do you think that your civilian friends know about these things outside of you telling them? I, I, yeah, I don't think they did. Um, like, at least when I think about, like, my my best friends from high school and stuff or just, like, the, the small farm town that I'm from, like, I think by the time that they found out, it was, they were already, like, they were older than when I had already found out because I'm learning this stuff and I was, like, straight out of college. Yeah. And I think they're doing it, like, you know, 25 or older. Not that there's anything wrong with that for the audience that's listening to this. No, no, no. It's nothing. So. Yeah, start whatever you start, but I, and that's yeah. a point that I've I've noticed that like, in the military we're almost intrusive in people's lives, yeah. so we're way more open to be like, hey, bro, do something better. And it's yeah. I mean you see it with working out, you see it with finances, but in the in the rest of the world, it seems, and I'm sure that there's a few <clears throat> that are not that people just do their own thing, and they nobody is telling them the the other options let's not say better just other options right. yeah which is very interesting do you think that even where you find yourself now do you think that you're more financially savvy than your civilian friends yeah i think so um not that i'm like trying to like brag or anything no not uh, no that or i think that they're more they're willing to take higher risks i'll say that really yeah in the sense of like i'm very I like I like you know reading things on Investopedia and they're all about like diversification and all that stuff and like just slow and steady you know wins the race kind of deal um but I have I have friends that are like uh you know going investing directly in companies and I like that's not me because I'm not smart enough for that stuff uh so to each their own I don't try to sway them one way or the other 
Um, but when they tell me these certain companies, like look them up, and I'm like, it's not this so good. Um, so, but you know, yeah. I try, but like it, you know, it's up to them. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm not a. I have a few individual stocks in, in yeah. my portfolios, but I'm yeah. generally like you said, right? Like, there's something to it, right? If Warren Buffett's saying it, and yeah, why do we take those risks? Right. And you and I have talked about like the other more advanced strategies that like nothing is perfect, but if you can allocate some of your pots of money to be like here, you're going to cruise no matter what. It's, right. it's good. Right. But right. people sh shoot down other other strategies. Now, right. as a as a as an officer, um, I'm assuming that there's uh, I, I guess comparatively speaking with your peers, do you feel that you've done You've made more money than they have. Um, with those in the service, I would I would say no. I think we're no. All... Sorry, compared to your civilian friends. Civilian. Oh, oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, and but the reason is not because of how I do it. It's because I of when I just started earlier. Oh wow! And then yeah. that that's you know, um, and I I I think that's like a a big thing and like. Because a lot of my friends from back home, like, they, they didn't know either. Like, we all come from, like, a background of, like, dude, most of most of our parents, like, were just living paycheck to paycheck and trying to put us all through school. And then they did that, fortunately. Um, and so now it's, like, they were telling us to save, but they didn't necessarily say how. Maybe because they didn't they didn't know how, you know? So um, so your, your, your experience is across the board with all your peers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so, yeah. Now, and then they didn't start dabbling in it until like later because yeah. they didn't start working till later. Oh, that's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. They started okay. And now, do a lot because I see it with a lot of my peers, right? There's obviously yeah. the guys that are making a ton of money, no right. doubt. Yeah. But I also see a lot of people that I see myself as a 20 year master sergeant and I look at my civilian friends and I'm making more money than they are. And it's like, mm -hmm. is the military. The military is not as bad as people make it out to be. This is not a recruiting pitch. I'm not saying like jump at the military because it's, it's perfect, yeah. right? Because you're yeah. from it. But do you yeah. see, how do you see the amount of income that you have compared to your civilian friends? Um, so that you know of, right? Maybe you don't know. Yeah. So now because they've been in the jobs that they've been in now, I think we're, we're kind of on par on like gross income. Yeah. Um, but because of like I live in Oklahoma, they live in California. Like now we're talking, you know, it's different. So uh I would say I probably make more, but that's just because the cost of living over there is incredibly yeah expensive. So and, and I think you and I spoke about it. Did I tell you about that new tax that California's proposing? Uh was it the healthcare one or something like the that? The long term care one. I'll, I'll the send long -term you a care. link. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you a link. It's supposed to be approved early January. And I'm like, guys, do something, please. Yeah, uh, but whatever you know, people do whatever they want. I know now, and and that's so it, to me. That's always interesting because you can. I try to pass on nuggets of information, and I think a lot. Some people take it how you did. I was like, I'll take this. I'll add it to the portfolio. But a lot of people are like, no, and I'm like, bro, yeah. you're missing out. I just found out I'm about to. I might get denied for another one, but we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Uh, yeah. So, have you? What would you say are things, skills that the military gave you, not financial skills, uh -huh. skills, knowledge, experience, 
that have helped you in the civilian world and or with your finances? Uh, I'd say resources. Mm. I, I, I know that's not necessarily a skill per se. Yeah. Um, but the resources and then the networking, which I know technically doesn't answer your question. It's not necessarily skills, but I don't think without those things, I would have been able to like be smart about things. What what kind of resources? Or are you talking about just the people you the the like smarter or more knowledgeable people that you met? Yeah, that just like meeting smarter people and and just in it wasn't like hey, I'm gonna pull you aside and talk about finances. It was just like you know casual conversation that happened to you know turn into this like oh dude I didn't know that you yeah. know, um, but then because of those things it made me like go research on my own and mm. like understand more and you know like in, like a investopedia i know i like mentioned it earlier but that's like a huge resource that that not necessarily the military gave me but a service member happened to mention that to me and they're like i, I wouldn't have you know looked it up or any of that stuff uh, as an example so wow yeah yeah and and that's that's huge so Net resource and like which uh, I I I'll take it as valuable because as I'm getting ready to leave, I'm starting to grow my LinkedIn, and yeah. I reached out to you already. And I thought of is like if every service member started our LinkedIn right now today. If you're twenty, if you're twenty years old, start one right now, right, and just start friending everybody you know. You eventually it's gonna work, right? And that machine is designed to connect those things, and you never know what yeah resource you're going to get because yeah. um i just saw a, a an article that there's this hidden savings account for senior listed and officers and i'm like oh tell me more i started reading and they're talking about yeah. networking so they were talking about because we can tap into people that we've known that we met 20 years ago and yeah. we have insta rapport right while in the uh, civilian yeah, yeah. world it almost doesn't carry as much because yeah. people are our passers-by, but we have, you know, I, I'm sure that there's somebody from your first duty station that you're like, if I text this guy right now, he's going to answer, right? And, yeah. and I think yeah. that that is a huge edge that, that comes to the military, especially when we're trying to grow the civilian in, in a professional world. Now, uh, I know we've spoken a little bit about what you, what you want to do, what you're thinking about doing in the future, are you totally committed to committing your, your 20 years and or longer in the Air Force? If I can get into the yard, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I love wearing the uniform. I, it's not perfect by any means. Um, no. I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do love serving my country, as cliche as it sounds, um, and just seeing the... The things we have to face uh, has me concerned that I feel like I can contribute and and help out and you know deterring those things. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm also human, and I would eventually like to get you know married and you know uh, raise a family and also be closer to mine. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I I totally get you. Now, if you if you were to transition, what 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 would you like to do in the civilian world? Um, I have too many ideas, which is why I wish I like, there weren't like age restrictions, but so one of the things is like, I would use my GI bill and then like, I'm still on the, like, 
the sense on like the three, there are three schools. So physical therapy, uh, physician's assistant, and then dietitian. Okay. Um, so I'm debating between those three schools if I were to go back to school. The one, the other one, which is not related medically, is uh, flying. Uh, I would really? Cons- I'm considering, yeah, to get into uh, become an airline pilot. So, wow. Do you yeah. do you wish you would have started with an air? Uh, what is it with an aviation con- pilot contract in the Air Force? Uh, they didn't. So at the time that I was going through, I, w- I commissioned through ROTC, Um and at the time that I was going through it, uh, like you had to be pretty competitive, and so like in a way to do that, at least for the Air Force, is to have like your PPL, uh, which is your private pilot's license. But that's incredibly expensive, and I already didn't have any money. And I probably could have worked hard, you know, to raise money. And someone probably didn't tell me that, but I didn't. I didn't really want to be a pilot, like yeah. you know, to for the sake of flying. It was more of like that looks cool, yeah. or like that pays a lot. So yeah. those were those were like the drivers. What are you doing as you're prepping to transition, right? Oh yes. And you already like nutrition and fitness. Have you are you doing anything with that already? Uh what I was saying earlier was uh no. So when I was at Tinker the first time and then when I got to Kadena, I had a I had some people like ask me, like, hey, can you help train me or like for this thing or I want to lose X amount of weight or whatever. You know, I'd be down to help them. Like they're part of the unit, and I want them to become more lethal in the same capacity you try to do that, but finance through uh, finances. Um, right. And so uh, I w- I would do a bunch of work, you know, make these training programs, and then they just wouldn't show up. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to. <laughs> I do all this stuff for you. I'm not even I'm not even charging you because you're in my unit. Like I care. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so, um, so no, I d- I haven't really uh, done anything on that. Are you charging anybody? Are you are you charging people? Uh, no, mainly because no one's asked. So, yeah. So if I asked and I showed up and followed your, your instruction, that would be cool. <laughs> hey, if you're a service member, I'll, I'll take care of you. That's what I'm talking about. You know, it's funny you say that because I talk a lot about the being coachable to yeah. people and it all, for me, I realized how little I, how much I despise people that are not coachable. So when I worked out, uh, and again, I am. Uh, I realized later on in life that I was I could be fit despite never looking like it. I hate working out with people. I hate it because I would be like, "Hey guys, you guys want to go to the gym?" And they're like, yeah. "Oh, I got to do a pre workout, or I'm gonna go to the bathroom, or blah blah." And I'm like, "Later." Right. So after a while, I uh, I've actually finally found you know I like working out with two of my friends and my current girlfriend is the few people in this planet that I enjoy working out with. Um, but to that, to what I was getting is that um, in finance, right? And you and I spoke about this, right? That right. I know you may not know as much about this. Right. Here's something. Trust me. Right? Yes. And then people are like, well, what do you know? And I'm like, why did you ask in the first place? Like, why would you do something, ask for help, and then not listen? Right? Yeah. Or ask for help and then not commit? Right. Which right. Is, it, it blows my mind that people do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's probably because you did it for free. If you would have charged them one dollar, they would have been like, I'm there. I am going to make. My, yeah. I'm going to get my dollars worth. My money's worth. Yeah. 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 Which is crazy how humans are with that. So if you got into uh, would you ever want to own your gym or do you see yourself more like in private practice? Probably, probably private. Yeah. 
private. But in, yeah. in an ideal world, like if money wasn't a you know an issue, like the, I w- I probably would do like a pretty uh, dope gym, like to the degree of like we're gonna have our own professional chef, we're gonna have a dietitian, we're gonna have a full medical staff, like we're gonna have the whole gambit kind of deal. So it's not just trainers; it's like the whole. When you go to the gym, every like you're gonna have the whole thing. Yeah. Are you uh, are you gonna are you gonna take on uh, gym launch? Do a harbozing it? Oh, I don't know about that. Probably not. <laughs> Bro, I mean, at least, at least not yet. I mean, the dude's a multimillionaire. We might as well use what he does, right? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, I could learn a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, I actually bought his book. If you ever want it, I have a bunch of copies that I'm waiting to do a giveaway with. But uh, I'll probably okay. let you know. Yeah. Um. So cool. And if you wanted to be a pilot, you want to fly airlines. Is there anything else that appeals to you? What do you outside or better question outside of working out? What other hobbies do you have? Uh, I've actually uh, gotten to judo. So judo is a, a hobby of mine now. Okay. How often yeah, do I, you, is it expensive? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how you define expensive. I only pay for judo specifically a hundred bucks a month. Uh, yeah, that's not expensive. Yeah, it's not too bad. I first got exposure to it when I was in college. Uh, it was one of my kinese courses that, like, you could you had to have an activity being a kinese major for yeah. that obvious reasons. And I was like, oh, dude, judo's cool. Judo sounds cool. Like, I never got into martial arts um, until college because that was the opportunity. Because you know, when I was growing up, that it wasn't that wasn't really a, a thing. They didn't they were in my in my town. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I got I got exposed to it in. Um, uh, what do you call it, in college, but then I didn't really pick it up until until I got back here the second time here at uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad. I, that's cool. That's a, I did martial arts as a little kid, and uh, I, n- I never went back to it. I realized I was soft, and dudes are going to kick my butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd rather fight with guns, right? Or, or buy- uh, all, Also, yeah, yeah, prefer that too. That is way more fun. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the best and worst financial advice you ever got it and did i give it to you by any chance hmm. i i think the best is probably just like just start early start as soon as you can okay and right like that that'll just go a long way I and mean, i think it's for math people out there like we know that just looking at historical data although that doesn't necessarily you know guarantee future returns so. yeah um Worse, yeah. So some, some of my peers, uh, we mentioned it earlier, but some of my, you know, peers from back home would try to tell me, like, dude, like, you should invest in this specific stock because, like, that's either going to get shorted or it's going to jump up or you know whatever their argument was. And I'm like, personally, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, that's yeah. too, you know, like the popular one. I think it was like what. Uh, right before code was happening with the whole AMC, you know, thing. Like they're trying to like tell me that I'm like, that's too much risk for my blood. I, I don't want to do that. So. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, they, some of them make money. Did a lot, but did a lot of them lose? Probably. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean my friends? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It happens. Unfortunately, right. We, we learned the lessons the hard way. Now, what what asset classes do you like? Where where do you invest your money nowadays? I know you already said TSP and some of those stocks. Yeah. Is anything else that you like? Yeah, the you know the the Vanguard stuff, whether yeah. it's ETFs or you know you know the mutual funds, uh, the total stock market for some Vanguard and all that stuff. So 
Yeah. Very, you know, tried and true, if you will. Yeah. Um, Have you gotten into real estate yet? Not yet. Okay. Not is yet. that is that a part of the future moves? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I'm looking at Washington right now, the state, not not D.C. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd like to get familiar with that area. Yeah. First. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool because Washington's awesome. Actually, if you go to Washington, we need to talk the long-term care stuff. Same, oh, yes. Same yeah. rules apply. Yeah. So there's a lot of states for everybody that knows. There's a lot of states with uh, changing laws uh, and they're bound to go up uh, and, and due to certain things, right? It all comes out to them. They believe having there's programs that benefit people. Okay. Um, if you if you could tell my audience and from everything that you learned, whether it's through me or outside, you've already said a lot. Is there anything else that you would like to tell the audience? It's like, hey, guys, do this or don't do that. Uh, any final, any any bit words that you want to pass on as knowledge? Yeah, just don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, whether you think you're going to look dumb or not, um, I I don't mind looking. To be honest, I don't mind looking dumb. Uh, I just assume everyone's going to think I'm dumb, and I'm and I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. So I, so I could ask questions because uh, I don't think if I did any of those things, I wouldn't have continued to learn. And that doesn't necessarily apply financially either. Um, like when I first met uh, you and you're trying to, you know, with the whole like life insurance stuff, I was, I was hesitant. Yeah. Um, not that it, I didn't believe you per se. I just didn't know, which is why I asked a bunch of questions and you were able to, you know, explain, you know, some of those things to me. And yeah. so. Yeah. yeah and, and I, I'll, it's always interesting. People think that it's a, a negative and that's why. I'm like, bro, I can scam you with anything. Most of you guys, if you're listening, if you have a mutual fund, you're probably getting scammed. You know, it's like, yeah, you can get scammed with anything. But if you understand it and it's clear that you're like, okay, how does this fit in? But that's good. Asking questions. I'm, I'm really big on that. Um, yeah. Like, uh, you, you always want to be the, the, maybe not the dumbest, but maybe the second dumbest person in the room, you know? Yeah. Like, you, right at that point that you're really dumb, but nobody's making fun of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to be right at that spot. Yeah, that's good. And dude, this was awesome despite the technical issues. So we'll, we'll patch it all together. Uh, and I hope we do it more. What do you, yes. what would you do? Uh, in, in the, what about for young ABMs? What mm -hmm. message would you tell them besides asking questions? Maybe financially or not financially. What keys would you tell if, uh, if uh, a brand new O1 is listening to this and he's like, what, what, what would you pass on? Young AVMs, oh, man. ABMs are just O ones in the military. Really consider. Don't make the same mistake that I did. That like I, you got to have that, you know, new hotness item that you're probably like you're probably not going to use. Like really think about the the things you're going to purchase and and utilize if it's going to be daily or whatever the 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 thing you're going to use it for, like you're actually going to use it. Don't let it just like collect dust. Um, there, are, there are plenty of things that I buy and that, that I racked up, like, you know, credit card debt as a young lieutenant that, you know, I had to pay for. I mean, literally. Um, and I didn't realize, like, I was like, oh, I'll just pay it off later. Like, I'll just wait till next paycheck. Next paycheck comes around, I'm still racking the credit card up. And I'm like, next thing I know, three months go by and I got like, you know, thousands of dollars in debt. And I'm like, yeah. But plus, plus the, you know, student loans that I'm uh, that I was still paying for at the time. Um so yeah, that that's I think that's something is just like 
that much. Sure with those, uh, How much did you pay in student loans? Uh, I paid about 27K. Wow. Are you already done with them? Yeah, I'm, I'm all done with the, the student loans. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I, I've spoken to people that are like with $100,000 worth of loans, and it's like, that's yeah. a lot. I, I know some, yeah, I, I know some FGOs that are still, you know, still paying off their, their student loans. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's crazy how like decisions that you thought was the best for you may not actually be the best for you, but <laughs> yeah. it, it, you have no way of saying, and I, you know, I'm not going to say one school's better than the other, but yeah. you know, it's uh, you, you almost don't know. But cool, man. This is awesome. I know you and I talk a ton, so I look forward to talking to you some more. Uh, I'm going to post this all over. I, you don't have a big social media presence yet, but I hope you can <laughs> blow that up to fitness stuff. We all need that. Uh, so I look forward to talking to you some more. And uh, Likewise, bro. Yeah, this is a wrap. This podcast is not financial advice, and it only represents the opinions of those participating. Our goal is to get you to your version of financially independence. Please follow and like on every platform.